Good morning, Wisconsin. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday show. Dan Schaefer will be joining us about 9.30 or so. But right now, let's get him on get him on the phone. Tri-County Contracting Hotline, my friend, writer, extraordinaire, columnist for National Review, author of a, a few books, anti-knowledge.com, 1916, the blog, does a lot of other great things on social. Christian Snyder, happy Tuesday. Uh, happy Tuesday. You made me get up earlier today. I did, and that, that's going to probably be the trend going forward. So let's let's start with the, all of this conversation. This this is one of the most frustrating political stories that I, I have to talk about, and I've talked about it for all seven years I've done this show, and it's seven years this month. What are we doing with immigration slash border policy? We, we were told it's a crisis, Christian, but here we are. Uh, the answer is we are doing nothing. 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 Um, so, yeah, after years and years of people saying, you know, there's a crisis at the border, there's chaos, they're bringing in fentanyl, terrorists are running across the border. Uh, none of that is important enough, apparently, as the reelection prospects of Donald Trump, who, after months of negotiating a, a deal, the Senate finally came to a compromise. It gives Republicans and conservatives a a ton of what they've wanted in the past. It doesn't do, um, uh, you know, give a pathway to citizenship for people. It has nothing to do with the people that are already here. They managed to dodge that. But uh, it gives a lot more strength at the border, a lot more enforcement. And they're all set to pass it. And suddenly Donald Trump says, well, you know, this might actually be good for, for Joe Biden, who said he'd, he'd sign the bill. Uh, and it would hurt me in my election. So now everybody looks like they're bailing. Even James Lankford, the senator from Oklahoma, who has been negotiating this bill in good faith, is, uh, is starting to have some doubts now whether uh, whether it should go forward. So, uh, yeah, that's where we are. I, I you know I look at the power of Donald Trump. He's he certainly appears on his way to the nomination for Republicans for the presidential election in November. He has incredible sway with these people. He, he's gotten people like Ted Cruz and Mitch McConnell and just mentioned Langford there and, and many other people to have been outright critics of Donald Trump at one point in the last eight years and have now apparently, at least publicly, completely flipped the script and have taken a much more pro-Trump stance. I don't get it. Maybe you can explain it to me. Well, I mean, he he issues explicit threats on social media. I think he actually uh, posted something like, you know, those who support this immigration deal, uh, you know, you've got something coming for you. And nobody wants to stand up to him um, other than maybe, you know, Nikki Haley, who's who's still running against him, finally is, is standing up to him. But, uh, I mean, we've seen what happens to people that do stand up to him, Liz Cheney, et cetera. They lose their seats and they're cast out of the uh out of the party. So if you want to keep a future in the Republican Party in politics, then it's in your best interest to kind of do whatever you want or do whatever he wants, uh, even if it means going back on a promise <laughs> on an issue that you've been 
uh, you know, squealing about for years and years uh, just to help his reelection prospects. Some breaking news as we're talking. I'm watching one of the monitors here. The uh, appeals court, federal appeals court, has said Trump has no presidential immunity in those election cases. So I'm sure that's on its way to the Supreme Court. Uh, your thoughts on on that development? That's what I expected, but I mean, Donald Trump certainly it didn't expect that. Yeah, there's uh, there's really no argument. Um, it, it was just a matter of whether it was going to be. I assume the ruling that. Uh, you know, him trying to steal the election was not a part of his official duties, which is what he was arguing. Uh, and so therefore, he, you know, his argument was that you can't take things that a president does and make them a crime, um, you know, in his official duties, because then no president will have uh, the ability to do anything if they're looking over their shoulder at a, a, at a potential criminal conviction. Uh, and the court clearly didn't buy that. I assume they're probably going to say that, you know, trying to steal an election is not part of <laughs> right. official yeah. duties. So. Uh, it was also unanimous, so it's too early to know the specifics because we'll all learn those probably the rest of today. But uh, it was a unanimous decision. certainly will be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, I'm guessing. And, and my opinion, I would love to see the Supreme Court do the same thing, be unanimous. But, you know, that's that's their their call. Um, let's do this. Let's take a break. I want to I talk about other things. Trump has actually expressed interest in debating Joe Biden, current President Joe Biden, I want to get your thoughts on that. And uh, Nikki Haley makes an appearance on a show that you know very well, Saturday Night Live. You've got a great uh, podcast that you do. What's the name of it again? It's called Wasn't That Special. Looking at every episode, every episode, every year of the uh, of the great Saturday Night Show on NBC. Worth checking out. Indeed. Cri- Christian Snyder. We'll take a break here. Lots more to get to. We'll uh, we'll uh, wrap up. A lot of the politics that you've been talking about overnights with uh, Christian and my guest Dan Schaefer in this 9 o'clock hour. All coming up. Author and writer Christian Schneider joining us on this Tuesday edition of WTMJ. Now, uh, we talked about the breaking news. The appeals court unanimously says the president has no immunity. Former president has no presidential immunity in election cases. Um, when I get to this uh, breaking news yesterday, Donald Trump, who has stayed away from all the debates for the uh, the candidates running for the Republican nomination, even though the party, Republican National Committee, says you should. He stayed away from those debates, but now he says, direct quote, I'd like to debate him now because we should debate. We should debate for the good of the country. Why the change of heart, Christian Snyder? <laughs> uh, because now he knows he has somebody that he could actually debate. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, in the Republican uh, race, he had you know people like Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, who he dodged. Uh, because he knows that they are competent, good debaters. Whereas, I mean, we all know how this is going to go, where he shows up to debate Joe Biden and just, you know, demagogues him and yells at him and makes him look foolish. Uh, We've seen this in the, you know, in the 2020 election. uh, There was one debate that was just absolutely unwatchable, uh, where Trump just berated him the, the whole time. And it makes you know, it makes Biden look kind of weak and, and clueless when he, you know, he can't answer questions. He can't get an answer out because Trump is yelling at it the whole time. So uh, I think that's probably the strategy. Is um, if you're advising Joe Biden, would you stay away from this? Uh, I might. Hmm, I haven't thought about this. I it mean, would seem. Yeah. I mean, given, given the state of your candidate, I mean, let's let's. 
Biden is not a spring chicken. It looks like he might get confused easily. <laughs> right. Um, and he may not be as light on his feet as he was even four years ago. So I might stay away. I mean, I guess it would it would depend on what the polls are saying. If I'm if I'm behind, then maybe I, I take a swing at it. But um, if, as long as you're ahead, I I might stay away from it. The way it could work, and I, I'm not saying it's going to happen because you know I believe I believe what you just said, and I think that's that's the right way to look at it for the for the Democrat in this race. If there were one moderator, no audience, two desks with the two candidates looking at each other and the moderator, um, I think you could control him to a to a, a degree, but allowing him to like you know prance around the stage and you know as you said demagogue and you know shout over Joe Biden, I think would be a train wreck for not just for Joe Biden but for the country and, and probably would eliminate future debates unless we somehow get a handle on how we act in politics, but. I guess that's how it could happen, but I have no faith that the networks would would make that happen. I mean, even when Trump has these town halls, remember a few months ago he did one with CNN, Mm -hmm. and Caitlin Collins was prepared. She was ready for all the things that he was going to say that were incorrect, but even she couldn't keep up with, you know, everything that came out of his mouth. And still, you know, a lot of that stuff leaks through, and no moderator can be prepared enough to stop, uh, to correct, Trump on everything that he says. So, um, you know, it, it's a win for him anytime he can get on TV. Um, let's talk about Nikki Haley. We'll have some fun with the SNL stuff in a second, but um, she is in the race, uh, vowing to stay until Super Tuesday, I guess. South Carolina's looming in, uh, you know, a few weeks. Um, she said to a few folks yesterday, and it was picked up by some of the networks, that she will not endorse Trump. You think that's going to be the case? Uh, I don't think that is going to be the case. It's something she has to say now. Um, like I said, if if you want a future in the Republican Party, you essentially have to stick with whoever the uh, your party's nom- nominee is going to be. Otherwise, you just get booted out of the party and you're never heard from again. So I do feel like she is probably going to support Trump at some point, even with all the stuff she said about his mental competency and uh, lawsuits and all that stuff. But uh yeah, I mean, that's something she has to say now, but I imagine she comes around at some point, because everybody does. Yeah, I mean, I guess that the only way that would, would not work is if the party somehow splinters, and I'm not saying that's going to happen this election, but maybe the, between now and the, the one that comes next in, in 2026 or 2028. I mean, that's I'm not predicting that's going to happen, but there's certainly some, some cracks in the uh, in the armor that might suggest that could happen. Yeah, or unless, you know, the... Traditional conservatives split off and form their own party or something, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it's obviously impossible to do. I've had a lot of conversations with uh, third party folks for some of the podcasts I do here at WTMJ, and, and they all have they all say the same thing. And it's it's tremendous uphill struggle and challenge to you know get enough votes, and you know they all cite the, the ones that we know in history sort of had a, got a little traction and, and never really accomplished much. It's, any faith that that. The, the reality of a, a viable third party could be part of our reality in politics? I mean, I would love for that to happen, but when, when that happens and you take a big chunk of the Republican Party, let's say you split the Republican Party in half, you know, then Democrats just dominate everything because you're splitting the Republican vote, and then you become the party that's the spoiler, that's just giving control to, you know, Kamala Harris and everybody else. So um, I don't know that that, that would... Uh, achieve what everybody thinks it would. Yeah, it's an interesting 
sort of talk talk show topic, but you're exactly right. Dem- unless Democrats splinter as well, which I don't see any signs of because they generally vote together, almost exclusively vote together on everything that comes before Congress. So I don't see that that happening in the near future. Let's talk about Nikki Haley. She shows up on Saturday Night Live, a show you know very well uh, with your podcast work. Um, I was somewhat surprised because it's it's a show that obviously leans way left, and they they've not ever been very nice to Republicans or especially conservatives. And I I would put Nikki Haley in the real conservative camp. What do you make of that? Yeah, it is interesting. Obviously, they don't like Republicans, but they don't like Trump even more. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Trump hosted in in 2015. So all these people out there, all these Republicans, saying, well. Nikki Haley's just on SNL because she wants to get the libs to vote for her. Well, you know, Donald Trump did it in 2015 and trying to do the same thing. So um, it is interesting, the backlash that SNL is now getting for Nikki Haley being on <laughs> on their show. You know, people are, are upset. Uh, Bowen Yang, who's a who's a cast member, uh, said something snarky on Instagram about her her appearance on the show. You remember last week or a couple of weeks ago, Dave Chappelle showed up mm-hmm. uh, uh, during the good nights and Bo and Yang had a big problem with that. Uh, and then next week, Shane Gillis, who was hired as a comedian to be on the show, but immediately they found out he had said some unfortunate things about Asians. Uh, he was booted off the show uh, as well. So there are a lot of things going on on SNL that are that are uh, irritating people. And it's funny, you know, as as conservatives, I mean, every entertainer, every show, we have to sit around and put politics aside and say, OK, well, uh, I like this person regardless of their political views. But then, you know, Nikki Haley shows up on SNL, a place that's a traditional uh, liberal place. And there's all this, you know, moaning about, oh, how can we have this person uh, with these political views on our show when you know conservatives have to do with the, deal with this every day. So um, it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Christian Snyder, one more break. I want to ask you, this is a surprise uh, category topic, oh. Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. We'll get to those after that, <laughs> after this important break with Christian Snyder. Spend some time with Christian Snyder, author, columnist. All right. Taylor Swift taking over the world. Grammys. NFL broadcasts, concert tours, movie, the movie industry, whatever it is, she, she's her Midas touch turns everything to gold. What do you make of these uh, conspiracy, the, the psyops conspiracy theory about Taylor Swift, Christian? I mean, it's obviously lunacy. Um, you know, social media now is made uh, for people. Uh, the incentive is for people to get attention for themselves. And there's no better way to get attention than to, you know, uh, slag Taylor Swift online, like, oh, my gosh, she's on TV too much and blah, blah, blah. There's one guy who's kind of made a career of it getting like I think he got like 20 million views on one of his one of his posts. So that's all that is. Um, But it's interesting to me that, you know, this whole appeal uh, to Donald Trump for, for people is that, you know, he's really manly. He's a real man. And there's this whole movement within the Republican Party uh, or conservatism that's all about manhood and masculinity. And I, apparently that means like when you see Taylor Swift on TV, you have to fall on the couch in, in hot sweats and, uh, you know, wilt like a hothouse flower. 
that doesn't seem very manly to me. Or, you know, anytime you see a, a green M&M, you have to go online immediately and start complaining about, uh, you know, how it represents lesbians or something. <laughs> I, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because it, it, it's, it's stupid. That's the, you know, the best way I can describe it. We, we are wrapping, I think social media plays a big role in this. We're just wrapping ourselves in these stupid conspiracy theories and, and they gain traction and views and make some people popular for saying dumb, stupid things. And I, I guess I would expect more from our population. We are going to be making a very important decision in November. I, I said this yesterday to somebody away from the show. The only way this nightmare ends if, and again, all the Trump lovers out there are going to hate me, if Donald Trump takes a beating on election day, that's the only way this ends. Because you're going to see rats jumping off a ship like nobody's business. All these folks who used to hate Donald Trump and now love him because of politics, they're all going to jump back off the sh- jump off the ship. Yeah, my uh, my friend David French, who writes for the New York Times, wrote something yesterday where he said, you know, someday we're going to look back at this era uh, and just be embarrassed at at all the things that we wrote and said uh, because this this era is going to pass. And I agree with some of that, but. Is it really going to pass? Like, are we, or is this, or is this just the beginning? I mean, where, where are the incentives now to be decent or to be, uh, you know, intelligent? They're not there. Like, like I said, attention now is is our currency, and as long as you can get attention for yourself, no matter what the means, no matter how reprehensible you have to do to be to get it, that's what people are into. So uh, I think we're just getting started. We're we may be heading into an era where people just live in their own their own worlds and never come out, and uh, we never have any common ground anymore. Chris, I'm going to answer your question. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Simple as that. We're starting a revolution of the sane and the normal and the common sense-filled logic people. How about that? I can't get my kids to do what I want uh, them to do. I All can't right. imagine me leading anybody else. All right. You make the argument. I'll, be, I'll persuade people. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. All right, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Christian Snyder, author, columnist. Uh, what's your SNL uh, podcast link? It's called uh, Wasn't That Special. It's wasn'tthatspecial.com, or you can find us on X Twitter at 50 Years of SNL. Always great conversation. You have a great rest of your week. Yep, you too. Thanks.